Blog Talk Radio. The 
Listen, today we got oh. we got a, a, a we got a good guest on. We got a guest today. Uh, we got Joshua Povich, one of the best-selling authors. He's been writing books. I tell you, he's an awesome, awesome character. We got to get him involved in what he's getting, uh, doing with his life because I tell you, if he can do it, anybody can turn their life around from a life of uh, molestation, incarceration, and all other stuff added on to it. So if he can do it, anybody can do it that is going through those same trials and tribulations at this time. And I tell you, God is still on the throne. He is still there on the throne, and he loves us all. All we need to do is be obedient to his will and way, and we will be just fine. And he's going to come in and tell us a little bit about what he's doing and how he's been doing it. And uh, y'all going to be uplifting and encouraged. So don't just, don't don't turn, don't tune out. Stay on the air, stay on the line, stay on your computers because we are here to uplift you this day. Sunday morning, Sunday, thinking about you, I tell you. Minister D is going to come back with a, a short, uh, a short, short. Short, short, short. Yeah, short, short, short. Anyway, you see it right here, man. Short, short, short. Gospel news. And we're going to have Dr. Philip Deuce tell us a little black history today. You think you could do that, Dr. Deuce? We can't hear you, darling. We can't hear you, sweet. Oh, I'm sorry. We're going to talk about the, the, the sale, uh, central, some of them call it, Chad community that's over 25,000 years ago. Okay. Whatever you say, we hope, we hope that listeners can hear because we, that wasn't too clear, but we hope you come in a little bit better. Can you hear me now? Wait, let me see. Can you hear me now? Is that better? Well, we hear you perfectly. Good, good. Right there, right there. Uh, good, good, Sunday good. morning, thinking about you. Troy Lovett in that house right here on Glorious Gospel Valley. Got family that's gone away. Some forever and some just have gone astray. Times are hard and we all fall today. But I want you to know you the reason why I walk this way. Now don't take offense when you get a shoot on mama sitting right to the sun. Not every lesson you gotta learn from experience Oh, but I wish we could go back, I wish we could start over Because I'm missing your smile and sad we can't get no closer, no All the pain caused by our yeah. See you behind bars, oh Oh, the pain it caused my heart I'm lost. I wish you didn't do it. You could be here Sunday morning. I wish you didn't do it. You could be here Sunday morning. Sunday morning. I know I ain't seen you in a bit. Never stop thinking about you on the times we spend Like playing football in the yard as kids Yeah, <laughs> yeah Like getting dressed, looking the best, trying to test Going to skate, thinking we was a dead uh. Oh, my brother, my sister You gotta know my heart here with ya I can't have your back and that sucks But that don't mean love gives up And as for your sons and your daughters in the love of the Father They'll grow, learn truth, and be strong Cause that's who they've been all along And oh, oh The pain it caused my heart yeah. See you behind bars oh. The pain it caused my heart Yeah. 
just thinking about you I'm just thinking about you Just thinking about you For the kids that they had And another million for their husbands and their wives Yo, we in here now, but we gotta do better as people Be your brother, keep it, and not as preacher Through all the hate and pain, darling girl Love is a teacher, bro, I'm trying to reach it Cause I wanna see you Sunday morning Sunday morning Troy, I love it in the house Alright, alright, alright Sunday morning all Y'all right. know what y'all supposed to do on Sunday morning It's not just Sunday morning God thinking about you too Just every day of his existence. So you need to be thinking about God every day of your existence. Right here on Glory's Gospel Right. I just had to throw that out there. Anyway, uh-huh. Dr. Philip Duke's going to be in the house right about now with black history. We want want him to come to the forefront and tell us a little bit about some black history before we get crunk into our guests. So All bringing right. it to you right here on Glorious Gospel Live. Alright, alright, alright. I'm gonna give it to you in less than five minutes. Less than five minutes. I wanna ask you to get your appetite and open up your computer. About your history. We're gonna talk about this little civilization in uh modern day Chad called some call it Sao, some say Sao, but it's F A O. We can hear you, Dr. Duke. Can, can you hear me now? Can you hear me now? How's that? That better? I know you up. I, I know you out in Florida, in uh, out there on Alligator Alley. But we want you to hear you a little clear. All right, is that better? Is that better? Is that yes. better? Okay, we're gonna talk about this civilization that's in Chad, the Sao civilization. It's Sao. Some say Sao. Some say Sao. But it's in the Lower Valley of, of the Longo Charo, which is now called Chad. Uh, and, and, and now uh, archaeologists are corresponding to the upper Paleolithic period. I have a problem with this Paleolithic stuff that they talk about because I do not believe in evolution. Matter of fact, I know evolution is not true. They will call them the first, some of the first humanoids coming out of Africa. But there were never any humanoids, and there is no such thing as man evolving and coming into um, of, of humanness. God made man, and they've been looking like me and y'all ever since he made us, okay? So, these black people, all right, this civilization, uh, some say 2,000 years, but it's older than that. The 2,000 years come, and uh, 2,000 years, and one of archaeologists say 500 years, because they believe that the world is only 6,000 years old, and I don't believe that either. And I have to say that when I'm talking about this. You're going to get all this stuff when you go study our history, coming out of these German archaeologists and French archaeologists because they have a particular uh, premise that they believe that the world is, uh, that we came from uh, monkeys and we evolved. All right. These black people were doing bronze work, all right? They were doing bronze work, bronze mass. They were workers of iron and workers of gold uh, and all these different things that they were doing chance because these black people were way ahead of Egypt. They were way up there. Now, Europeans are always going to Egypt, and, and we're going to talk about that sometime later, about how they try to make them look more European. But these are black people. You go look it up, the SAO civilization in Chad. And you're going to see all these artifacts, that over, over 15,000 artifacts that they found. When they found them back in the 40s and 50s, they didn't teach on these people because that would 
messed up their whole ideology about black people. Because remember this, now, this is the word I made up, uh, that they put us under liquorization, saying that we had no cultures in Africa. It was all just dumb, running around stupid. That's not true. These people had a civilization. They had order. They had democracy. They were way ahead of every or many other cultures in Africa. They were working bronze. They were working um, iron. And they had created these, uh, what you call these bellows, that they would smelt the iron in. And, and they'd create the technique to uh, do the bronze work. These black people were way ahead of everybody else on the earth. Way ahead. Mm. Because in this region, this is uh, in Central Africa around Ethiopia, where the Garden of Eden was. Remember, when they came out of the garden, they got on, uh, you believe the Bible, and I do, they, uh, the ark settled in Turkey, but there was one land there, and then the people began to migrate back down to the place we call Africa, the animals and everything. And this is where civilization starts, because there was no such thing as uncivilized people. These black people called the the Sao in Chad were iron workers. They had uh, we, they found funeral pots. They didn't bury their dead. They cremated them. They found these little pots that dated. Some of them dated, according to them, uh, at least ten thousand years old. The ones that they found. Mm. And uh, they kept. And some of them were stolen. They were in French museums. Uh, some of them uh, you will find in the English museums. But they don't teach on the civilization. The civilization just started being uh, taught on because they correspond with another civilization we'll talk about in West Africa. Uh, no, and yes, in West Africa, where you get the the uh, myth about Atlanteans. That's another black civilization. That myth came out of Europe because these black people were way ahead of everybody else in the earth. They were not better. They were not superhuman. It's just where civilization starts. And they're called, that's in Chad, they're called the Sao Civilization. And that's your Black mm-hmm. History Month for us today. Well, thank you so very much. Dr. Philip Duke from Christian Community Fellowship Church out of Riviera Beach, Florida. All right, now sure. did y'all get that? So on our next Black History Moment, we're going to go where? Our next one, we're going to talk a little bit more about these civilizations in Africa. Uh, even the word the Atlanteans, uh, we're going to talk some more about them and how things came out of Africa and went around the world, uh, iron, bronze making, all that started in Africa with these type of okay. civilizations because Chad uh, was, a, was, was, was a, you find all kinds of smelting irons around there and those bellows and the Europeans, uh, when they start coming up, came there to learn. And we're going to okay. get the evidence okay. how they did that. Okay, so we got all that. Minister D is out on location. We had to kind of mute him out because uh, since he's on location, it's a lot of air coming through the... Uh... Mm-hmm. See, that's what I'm talking about. See, nobody asked me if I wanted to go on location. Y'all wouldn't have heard all that feedback. But Minister D got y'all all in the wreck. Y'all need to go... You see, I don't like to call people... See, 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 see I was trying... I was trying to keep from saying, see, this stuff going, don't nobody want you on their location. <laughs> but that's all right. That's all right. But go, I want, I, I've got a song for you. I want a song for you. And I want you to pray about this song. I want you to pray how people call you certain things. And you pray about that so they can call you something else. Because I want to say it on the app. Oh, Evangelist, could you play that song by Leah Franklin? Call me crazy. See, I didn't want to say a word on the air. <laughs> I actually like that song. That's one of my favorite songs. <laughs> call me crazy. Okay. Well, we're going to run call that Call Me, me crazy. crazy right before we bring our special guest on. Best son and author Joshua Probert right here on Glorious Gospel Vibes. Call me crazy. They call me crazy. Whoa. 
Something that you cannot see. People will call you crazy, but see, they don't know. And if they don't know, you better ask us, so we can change you. Our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ in the house. Well, that's here. We get ready to uh, bring it to the forefront. Best-selling author Joshua Proby in the house. But let me tell you all a little bit about him. Just a little bit. Uh, Joshua Proby is a husband, father, motivational speaker, business owner, and author. Joshua's heart is to see people healed emotionally physically and spiritually, having spent 12 years in prison. Joshua also advocates for proper inmate rehabilitation and support. He is a consummate learner, recently receiving his three certifications in welding. Joshua and his family reside now in Charlotte, North Carolina. So we're going to introduce uh, uh, to some and present to others none other than our special guest right here on Glorious Gospel Guys this day, Joshua Proby. How you doing, Joshua? How you doing, Miss Globy? How you welcome, doing? Thank you for having welcome, me. Welcome, welcome. All, all right, right. We, 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 we welcome you. Get your own businesses and got all this other stuff going on. I just want to know if you're not holding something. Yeah. <laughs> hey, that's the same you question I'm getting ready to ask you, man. You out in remote places. I, I need to hold something, too. <laughs> I ain't got nothing to hold. I ain't got nothing to hold. Uh, he ain't got nothing to hold. This is the baby peppercorn in the house. I know you ain't heard nothing about me, but let me, let me tell you a little something about me, too. Uh, he on location, and he puts a little bit in, in the uh, studio. So uh, he going to let all of us hold something in a few minutes, and I'm going to help make sure you get your cut. Okay? Is that all right? That's okay. That's fine. She had to put a five cents in. You know, she had to put a five cents in. So, Joshua. Yeah? Don't try me. Don't do that. We on the air. Be nice. Be nice. We got this in the house. Go ahead, baby. Go ahead. Do what you do. Anyway, Joshua, we want you to tell us, listeners, who, you know, a little bit more about you, what she went through, and why you wrote this phenomenal new book. And this is not the only book he's read. So, but I want you to just kind of run by what you've been doing in your, in your writing career and, and talk a little bit about your new book, ask me questions. All, uh, all right, all right.
You hear me, sir? Oh. Hello? Joshua, can you hear me? Hello? Yeah, I can hear you. Can you hear me? Go ahead, Joshua. Go okay, ahead and tell us a little bit about, yeah. Okay. Um, I'm Joshua Troby. Um, so grateful and so honored, first and foremost, to be on here with Ms. Globy and just to be on this radio station at this time. It is such a blessing. I am a, as she has said, I'm an author, a business owner, and one who has just overcome a lot of hardships in my life. Nothing as if no one else has. It's just the fact that God has placed something special inside of me that I feel that I have to fulfill the purpose, but not just in magnifying what I've done, but magnifying what God has done through me that translates and has an impact in other people's lives so their lives can be changed as well. That's awesome. That's awesome. And um, tell them a little bit about what you've been through, you know, the trials and tribulations when you got incarcerated and what went for uh, or uh, start us off with with motivation things. I see a lot of people going through these things, and they just need to see somebody else be able to come out of it. So that's a good experience. Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. I definitely agree. I have spent 12 years in prison. I was sentenced to uh, 12 years in prison at the age of 22 years old. At the age of 22, I was sentenced to, again, like I said, 12 years in prison. At that time, I took a deep breath, and I really didn't start breathing again until I was released 12 years later, simply because when someone tells you that or a judge riddles that off to you, you're asking yourself, for one, how am I getting ready to do this? But leading up until that, I was already charged with something, which was armed robbery and burglary. And the reason why I took from others is because others had taken from me. So that was one of the key reasons and the main reasons why I took from individuals. And it went all the way back until the age of 10 years old. I was in a mental, emotional, and spiritual prison way before I ever hit physical prison. And the reason why that was is because when I was 10 years old, I was molested. And I lived with that pain. I lived with that frustration. I lived with that that feeling of emptiness from 10 all the way until the age of 22 and even up until the age of 31 when I finally told my wife, that I had been molested, the first person that I have ever told. So way before I hit physical prison, I was in a mental, emotional, and spiritual prison. It was only a matter of time before the internal part of me met up with the physical prison. So they met, and then I was sentenced to 12 years in prison. During that time, I was in solitary confinement for two years of my life. And just during that time, it was just so much pain, so much frustration, but in solitary confinement was in that dark place was the place where God began to start transforming and renewing my mind. And the many might say, well, how could you find that in such a dark place, in a place where mm-hmm. it's only you? And sometimes in your order for your life to change, you have to be stripped of everything that keeps you from seeing where your true pain lies. Yes, and once yes. you see where your true pain lies, it allows you to identify with it and then most importantly, face it. And when I began to face it, that's when I began to start writing my books and allowing God to use me the way he had always wanted to use me. It was just the pain and so much I had dealt with my life that had clouded the true purpose that God had for me. Now, see, you know, it's a lot of people that don't even know how to switch with them, how to how to deal with stuff like that, and a lot of people just take their lives. You came out with victory, so go ahead and tell them about how you came up with this 30-day journey, because, look, I haven't, I, I just got the book yesterday, I tell y'all, I'm getting ready to read this book, I just want this idea, you know, so I can help somebody else. Go ahead, Can you hear me? Say that, say that one more time. I want you to tell, tell us how you came up with this 30-day journey, Prison to Spiritual Peace, because this is the name of the book. And 
I want to know how 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 can a pilot realize to be victorious and, 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 and you know excel into where you have you know stay. Um, I have um in in writing this thirty days from prison to spiritual peace, it came along because in these thirty days as you read it, you'll be able to enter some of the darkest places in your life that they touch on. And you'll begin to start implementing peace in those areas of your life. Of course, we know that we go through so much in life that the many pains that we encounter will not ever be finished in 30 days, <laughs> of course. Wow. But the truth mm-hmm. of it is, is that in these 30 days, we can begin to address some of the great pains that it makes it hard for us to truly, truly, truly get to the next levels in our lives. And that's what the 30-day journey from prison to spiritual peace is. It touches on those mental, emotional, and spiritual prisons that we have unconsciously sometimes built. Sometimes we don't Mm -hmm. even know we're building them. And because Mm -hmm. we don't know, we don't get a chance to take the time to truly address those unconscious areas that we just sometimes in life push through. So... Mm -hmm. That is what the 30-day journey from prison to spiritual peace, that I don't want you to get engulfed in my story because everybody's story is different. But what I do want right. you to know is to see how my story comes across, and in you seeing how my story comes across, find where your pain has been mentally, emotionally, and spiritually. Tap into that place. Allow God to use you so that you can begin to break down those prisons and reach the promises that God has for you. He says, I know the thoughts that I think towards you, thoughts of peace, not of evil, and to give you an expected end. So because these are the promises that God has stated, we must break down those prisons that we build in our lives so that we can receive the promises that God has for us. That's awesome. That's awesome. Dr. Duke, you you want to ask uh, Joshua any questions in regards to what he has said? spoken so far, um, I know you you want to read this book, and I'm going to get you a copy so that you can, uh, I'm going to get all the hosts a copy of this book so that they can just, you know, check it out, because Dr. Deuce is in uh, Florida, and he deals with a lot of uh, younger people, and people that's been incarcerated, and they still incarcerated, even in their mind. Uh, Dr. Deuce, you have anything you want to talk to Joshua about? I just want to applaud you, brother. We can't hear you. Can you hear me now? Can you hear me now? Right. Can you hear me? Mm-hmm. I yeah, we hear you. I applaud you uh, for the divine insight that you received and, and how, knowing how to take it and give it to the people because this is a very important issue. But a lot of people are holding on to pain, holding on to situations and don't know how to process it to get over it. I experienced some of those things and it took me a while to process, so I just want to applaud you. I'm looking forward to reading your book, man, and I want God to continue to bless you and use you because when you can process it the right way and you allow God to come in, you receive total healing. I, I, I just mm-hmm. want to applaud you. I love it, man. I want to, I want to hear what else you got to say before we go up to air. Okay, Joshua. We got a lot of feedback in the line because we got one, one of our hosts is on location. Uh, Mr. D. Yeah. Um, you, you have any, say, any questions you would like to ask, Mr. Cole? Yeah, I want to say uh, I'm thanking God because, brother, you are a prime example of how God can restore you. You really mm-hmm. are. And I also want to applaud you for not giving up. Because going through what you went through, I'm quite sure a lot of people gave up on you. But you didn't give up. And then I just encourage you, let God keep working through you, man. I love you. Awesome. Awesome. So... Uh, Joshua, Joshua had a nice uh, celebration on yesterday, uh, on sun, when it was yesterday, and it was just really awesome as to um, how he came about and how he brought uh, people around uh, to just mix and mingle to give him an idea of what it was about and what his cook was about, and also to the area that brought him back to this particular area, which was all Auburn Avenue, and how everything just worked really nice. I tell you, I enjoyed myself. I was able to sing and, and, and bless the people and. He blessed the people, and I think people were encouraged and uplifted. 
So, uh, Joshua, I would like you to tell our listeners where they can go and purchase your book or what what uh, your uh, outlets are so that they can see. Uh, we get this book and read it. That's what I meant to do. Purchase Yes, you can purchase it on www.joshuaproby.org. Again, that is www.joshua, J-O-S-H-U-A, Proby, P-R-O-B-Y.org. Okay, listeners, purchase. Get your goat like we do with the, with the audio. Purchase your own book. Let's not pass one book around to the whole family. <laughs> Because you might want to get off yes, to yourself yes. and just, just, yeah, you know, especially those that are going through some things, get off to yourself. So just to uplift and encourage and also support a brother that's trying to get a message out to our community, especially with all of, a lot of us getting locked up for sometimes, most times, foolishness. And You can do it. If you, if, you, if you get incarcerated, you can always come out and be better and have the victory in your life. We have to come back out to the same stuff and then end back up in the back in jail. Okay, so it's it's a way to do it, and he has the way. It's, I mean, he's just an example, but it's a lot of people out there that has has has, has done the same thing that he has done. So it can be done. Amen. And I appreciate Amen. you, Joshua, Amen. coming on the air, telling your your story, and I and I you blessed me on the other night, and I appreciate you. Thank you so much for coming on Glorious Gospel Vibes and being a part of. This broadcast. Thank you for having Thank me. I'm truly honored and grateful. You are yeah. a blessing, brother. You're a blessing. And I tell y'all Thank right you, now, it's, it's one, it's one, it's one person that can bring you out of it all, and that is our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. You got to believe in somebody, and it needs to be some something that's higher than yourself. And that, and if you take the time, take the time. To look in that mirror and see who you are and what and who you where you came from and where you going. I tell you, don't nobody know you like our God knows you because He is your Creator. You know us, you say, but He know you personally. He know you by name and every string on your head. So, hey, take it to count. I'm gonna put on Tasha Carl Leonard and y'all check it out. He knows your name, know my name, and I'm quite sure He know your name. Y'all have a blessed day. We're going to do it right here on Glorious Gospel Vibes. Thank you.
Oh, that's an awesome song right there, y'all. Oh, my goodness. That's an awesome song. You know my name. And she's speaking of El Elion, the most high God. I'm telling you, he knows your name. He knows everything about you. Show him up. You don't have to be depressed. You don't have to look deep down. You don't have. You gotta. If you know that, you know that there's someone higher than you, and he's there looking at after you and knows everything about you. That song is a touching song. Because when we are hurting, we are hurting, and we we are hiding out, and we think nobody knows the stuff that we're doing, and nobody could bring us out, but. Some of us think we're the only one can bring ourselves out, but it's some it's a it's a man that sits up high and looks down low that can bring you out of any situation. There is no situation that he didn't send his son down here to experience that he can right. already get you out of. And he knew you was gonna be where you are right before you even knew he, you were gonna be there. Amen. No matter how bad you might have messed it up, you might have messed it Tell up. Him, he's gonna straighten it out for you. Oh, there you go. He's there you go. Yes, <laughs> repent. They thought I was Ooh, wrong. Yeah, fix it for you. I'm a living witness. Yes, and you know people. You know people think we crazy. They really do. They really think that Christians are really cuckoo for cocoa pops because we believe in something we cannot see. You know, the Lord mm-hmm. gave me a word on that. Gave me some understanding mm-hmm. on that because he. You know, he told me. He says. When I was first starting in ministry, because I thought I could convince people, he said, you can't convince these people. You got to let my mm-hmm. spirit do that because they think you think like they think, and you don't think mm-hmm. like they think. They they only think about where their mind is now. They can't perceive because they've mm-hmm. never tasted this. So you can't tell nobody what an apple tastes like mm-hmm. until you get mm-hmm. one. Come on now. That's what I'm talking about. Can't explain The word they tells you We that. think like they think. The word tells you to taste and see. Mm. He is good. You got to. You you won't know unless you get into that word. You won't know unless you just go before him and say, Lord, I surrender everything. I I know you. I heard. I heard about a man. I heard that you sent your son. I heard that you know everything about me. So if you know about me, take me up out of this. Show me where to go, how to go, when to go. And he will. He will. That's right. He's no respect of a person. He don't care what you did. He died for it. He's all merciful. He died for it. He's all merciful. He died for it. He just want to know, do you want him to come in and change you? And do you want his will? Do you want and just not his stuff? For those of you will. that have never don't know nothing about being saved or being a Christian or any of those things, but let me tell you something: God will show, will will, will step on the neck of your enemies. Amen. You don't have to do nothing. You don't have to do not one thing. You Go pick up no gun. You ain't got to go fight nobody. You ain't got to do nothing but stay in prayer and let God fight your battles. Amen. Amen. If Amen. you're not saved, if you are not saved, you can repeat this here after me. And today, today, you will be saved and into the kingdom of God. I'm telling you. And he will come to you. All you got to do is go in your little closet. And, and and just stop with him. They say, stop with me. They say, sit down and talk to him. Talk to me. Tell me what's on your mind. And I'll show you who I am. So repeat this after me. For those who are not saved and they want to be saved and they don't want to go to the church and they don't want everybody looking at them, they got a problem with all those things. But I'm telling you today, if you say these words, you will be saved. Heavenly Father, I want to be saved. And come into the fullness of of you. I know that I have sinned in my life and I ask that you forgive all my sins. The ones I know about and the ones I don't know about. I now confess with my mouth that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. 
and I believe in my heart that God raised him from the dead. I thank you for this wonderful gift, and now I know that I am saved. Today, brother, sister, you are saved. And at this time, I would like to tell you the next, your next step is to get off to yourself, talk to God, find you a Bible-teaching, word-teaching, rhema-teaching word church. Because <laughs> you're going to know. You're going to know if you're in the wrong place. Because there's a, there's, there's a group for everyone that God has assigned to you. You're going to know. And he's going to be right there waiting on you. You're going you're gonna to feel it. Because, mm, 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 mm. I mean, that happened to me. God. I say it's gonna happen. It happens to most of us. I don't know. I just know when I've I've been in church all my life. But when I went to this one church, the church I'm in right now, and I stepped through them doors, I knew I was in the right place at the right time, and to be able to receive everything that God had for me. You're gonna know. So you do that, and God will take it from there. You 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 good. You good, and all is well with you in your house in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Oh, I feel good. Amen. I feel good in my soul. I feel Amen. good in my soul. I want to thank Joshua Probert for coming on and sharing his story and sharing his book. Don't forget to go and, and purchase that book. And we're going to be out of here. We'll see you right here next week, next week, the same time, same place. Dr. Philip Bruce is going to bring a segment. He is going to bring a full segment. And what was that full segment? Because it wasn't the black history segment that you mentioned earlier. That's what I was trying to get you to say. You want to do a segment. Oh, we're talking about the faith. We're talking about faith and how faith, faith. operates. That's what it's going to be on. Faith and how faith operates. Be right back and, here. And we're talking about how, yeah. and um, how the different denominations express it. Okay. So that's what we're going to do right back here. It's the same place. We love you. God bless you. We'll see you back here next week, same time. We love you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.